so small there. Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 82 of Dill and I'll Talk NFL. Today is Tuesday, November the 16th. We've just wrapped up week number 10 in the NFL. Um, a lot of closer games. This was a little bit closer of games, I think, than we had last week. There were lots of blowouts, too. Uh, we had our first tie of the 2021 season involving our Detroit Lions. But, hey, at least they didn't lose. We can. It's not a victory Monday. It wasn't a victory Monday yesterday, but it was a not non-loss, <laughs> non-losing Monday. We'll break that game down later in the show, but um, just to begin, we we got the Week 10 review. Uh, we had a lot of good games. Uh, Thursday Night Football, we had a little bit of an upset with the uh, Dolphins upsetting the Ravens. We had an upset on Monday Night Football last night. That was a that was quite a shocker. Um, I think Odell Beckham Jr. has broken the Los Angeles Rams. I think everywhere he goes, he's horrible. He's it's just he's toxic. I mean, he's a toxic toxic environment. Um, we'll see what kind of um. Shade Matthew Stafford gets during the week from Odell Beckham Sr. As uh, I understand that he had just signed on, what was it, Thursday, I think. Mm-hmm. But he only had three or four targets, so we'll get into that later as well. Week 11 preview, we got the Cowboys and the Chiefs coming up this week. That's going to be a good one. Um, the Lions against the Browns, maybe, maybe without Baker Mayfield. Uh, he got injured, obviously, on Sunday. Maybe we can get a win against Case Keenum. Obviously, Case Keenum's a lion killer, so that probably won't happen. And then we have player spotlight. But uh, we're going to lead it off as we always do with some fantasy talk. Uh, we both got victories this week. You're back on winning ways after getting your first loss of the season last year or last week. Going on a 9-1. and one. How did you get to 9-1? and one? I know there was a big decision made involved. Though. Yes. We, were, we were texting back and forth on Sunday morning right before lineups locked. And, the night uh, before. So uh, I forgot Thursday night. I was considering putting Bateman in. I had him in my lineup. I forgot that I put Bateman in. I was out all day, and I'm like, oh, shoot. Hopefully I didn't just mess up and put Bateman over over Lamb or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot to adjust it. Bateman actually had a pretty good game, 14 points, and I went against Lamar. Those were the only two players on either side playing. Lamar on his team, Bateman on mine, and I got one more point. Started feeling good about myself. Then I was worried, you know, Lamb had four points the prior week. Mm-hmm. He had a couple dud games this season. I was looking at the matchup against Atlanta. I said this matchup last year was a very high scoring number. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? All the weird onside kick. That was like 40, 45, wasn't it? I thought, man, it could be high scoring. I just didn't trust Lamb. It was high scoring for one team, not the other team. The other team didn't even get a touchdown. But I pulled up right when I was getting to work. That's when you were texting me when I was on the way. I was like, man, it's him or Judy. Who do I bench? And I I, I was just afraid in the back of my mind. If I put Lamb in, he would have another four-point game, and Judy would have this game. But it, and it ended up working in my favor this time, 26 points. with a You get a little assist there on this win. Um, Patrick Mahomes, though, was really 52 fantasy points. Patrick, we got – we've been waiting for it for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. Ever since – this is really the first Andy, – Andy Reid said a post-game mm-hmm. Sunday night. He said Patrick Mahomes is really one of the only quarterbacks in NFL history that hadn't had a slump in mm-hmm. his career so far. This was his first big-time slump of mm-hmm. his NFL career. And, man, did he break out of that slump. We've been waiting for it for weeks and weeks. 52 points, 400 passing yards. What was it, five touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Looks like the Mahomes we know. That's the Patrick Mahomes that won an MVP mm-hmm. and that has been to two Super Bowls already in his three years as a Kansas City Chiefs starter. I improved to 7-3 and three on the season with a huge win. Mm-hmm. It ended up being a, a little bit smaller of a win um, against EDP. Uh, 19... Um, 19-point victory, actually, it was. Uh, he had Debo Samuel Monday night, last night. Debo Samuel, we'll talk about that during the Monday night. What an incredible game, both running the ball and receiving. 
Uh, but Jonathan Taylor, 24 fantasy points, another 100-yard game and a touchdown. It was the seventh game with 100 scrimmage yards or more and a touchdown. That ties LaDainian Tomlinson for the most in NFL history among running backs. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had a nice quarterback sneak and then a passing touchdown in that close one over the Saints. Um, Should have really started Indianapolis def- Indianapolis's defense. Started Arizona sneaking against Carolina. They weren't going to do much, but Cam Newton obviously changed that very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that punt block with touchdown by the Colts really mm-hmm. sealed it for them getting the big points. I think they had 15 at the end of the day with a fumble recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sutton only had a catch. Fant didn't do much, but I didn't need him. But I'm going to have a little issue with the wide receiver two slot. Robert Woods, uh, obviously, towards ACL during Friday's practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, something tells me that the Rams knew about that before Friday. And the no, test no, just no. came back Saturday, Friday night, mm-hmm. Saturday morning. Because I don't think they would have signed Odell mm-hmm. if Robert Woods would have been healthy. But obviously, I heard something about he tweaked it Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't practice Thursday and then got back to it. And they signed Odell Beckham on Thursday afternoon. And then mm-hmm. Friday ends up Friday. tearing it. Test come back. I, I heard the news Saturday afternoon, I think. So I uh, have a little bit of a controversy at wide receiver, too. I've wanted to start Cortland Sutton all year. Mm-hmm. He was going to be more of a flex option. And then Mike Williams broke out. Mm-hmm. So I guess this really, as much as I want Robert Woods on my team down the stretch, especially going into the playoffs, because it's going to be tough, and that's mm-hmm. when Matthew Stafford performs well is in December when his team's on when the playoff spots on the line or division or whatever it may be. But uh, the controversy is over. Is Cortland Sutton's probably my wide receiver too for the rest of the season. So let's just hope that Bridgewater can keep him in it mm-hmm. into the playoff race, so Sutton can keep putting up good performances. Because when he's on my bench, he has good performances. The two weeks I've had to start him, he hasn't done much. Wow. So seven and three on the season. I had AJ Dillon on your AJ bench. Dillon on my bench. He will be my flex this week. Um, with um, somebody, I think I have somebody on a buy, but AJ Dillon with Aaron Jones being out now with that torn MCL for a couple weeks, AJ Dillon will be in my lineup, I believe, until um, mm-hmm. one Aaron Jones comes back. But I have uh, Robert Wood. I had Robert Woods already on a buy, Sutton, Fant, and my kicker. So I picked up uh, Daniel Carlson for the Vegas Raiders, and then AJ Dillon's going to be starting for Sutton in the flex spot with Tyreek and Hollywood as my two starting wide receivers. I get David Montgomery back this week, fully healthy. So uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, it's a little bit of a risk throwing Daryl Williams on the bench after the se- after the week that he had last week. Mm-hmm. He's put up double digit fantasy points um, out of the last f- six weeks in four of them, with a seventy yard performance and then a forty three yard performance, and then just with that nine grabs, one hundred one yards receiving was just incredible. But not worried about it. I think I need one win and I lock up a playoff spot. So uh, at that point, after we get this win, whenever that comes, whether it's next week or this week. It'll just be about seeding, as I'm currently sitting in the number three seed right now. Mm-hmm. Be going against Noah if um, the playoffs started today. But let's get into it. Week 10 review. I mentioned the upside we had on Thursday night. The Dolphins 22 and the Ravens 10. I watched the first three quarters of this game, and I was just waiting for Lamar Jackson to break out, and he never did. What a win by Miami. That was a signature win for their season. Three and seven, that puts them to. And they have the Giants. The Jets, a bye, and then the Jets. They could be going into week 14 at 6-7. and seven. And that AFC wildcard race is getting interesting. The Miami Dolphins may be throwing their hats into the ring for a possible AFC playoff berth. Who would have thought? Um, Lamar Jackson gets sacked six times. Uh, Brissett and Tua both were in the game. Brissett had a nasty – it looked like a nasty knee injury at the time. I think it was more precautionary to leave Tua in the rest of the way. Uh, they combined for 314 yards passing. Nobody threw a touchdown. Tua did get a rushing touchdown to really seal it up late in the fourth quarter. Albert Wilson had a good game with only a few touches, four grabs, 87 yards. 
Lamar Jackson, 238 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And that pick came late when they were driving down the field to make it a one-score game. That really sealed the deal. But what a win by the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they look good all around. Um, the run game wasn't really much there with Gaskin. Gesicki had some key catches down the stretch. Waddle uh, didn't have the production that Waddle's been having the last couple weeks. Uh, that offensive lineman, did you see that play where the mm-hmm. offensive uh, – they were running a screen on third and goal. I think it was right before the first touchdown in the game. Or it may have been after the first touchdown. They threw a screen pass, and it was supposed to go to the running back, and one of the linemen jumped up and caught it, and all the receiver did like a somersault almost. Didn't score. Wouldn't have counted either way. Mm-hmm. But it was just a pretty cool play to see. There was a bunch of memes all over the place with it. But uh, what were your thoughts on this uh, Miami shocker on Thursday Night Football? As these underdogs, these underdogs on primetime windows are on fire this year. Mm-hmm. These guys, the Dolphins win. Um, Monday Night Football, the underdogs have won, at least covered the spread in the last three or four weeks now, mm-hmm. adding what the 49ers did last night. It's been impressive. The The matchups haven't looked the best. When I, when I looked On at paper, matchup, these matchups have not looked good, but we're getting mm-hmm. some. I mean, the Jets, cool. Incredible who would have thought we would have gotten a 45 to 30 out of that mm-hmm. last week? Incredible games. The thing here was Lamar was trying – um, made a couple mistakes. I mean, the last the throw, Dolphins obviously. were just blitzing him like crazy. They, the, the pressure, the, the zero blitzes. They were dropping no safeties back. They were they, they were basically going engage eight on Madden. Mm. That was what another and thing worked, that I saw though. Friday morning is the Dolphins playbook versus Lamar Jackson, mm. and it was just engage eight. You know, the the blitz play <laughs> on Madden if you're not familiar with it. But uh, it was just if you look up the highlights, it's uh, was this the catch? Yep, yep, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, he came a half a yard short, but it was an ineligible man downfield. He didn't report as eligible. If you had reported as eligible, that would have been a clean play, and that would have been then we would have had to go to the booth and see if he would have gotten his uh, gotten that ball across the goal line. But the only thing that would make this picture better is if the number was 69 instead of 68. (laughs) It's the only thing that would have changed this. Lamar, though, not a bad game, 238. Touchdown, but break. he didn't do anything with his legs. Not at all. He, he had couldn't. no time. He had no time. He'd yeah. get out of the pocket. And what a game by Emmanuel Ogba. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to talk about Javon Holland and player spotlight later. He was he was a key. He was that safety that was coming in on blitz. Everyone was talking. About it was his first real big a rookie out of Oregon. Really mm-hmm. first big game in um, the NFL for him as he was, I believe, the first safety taken off the board. Uh, the other big safety, Trayvon Mulrig, um, mm-hmm. from TCU, he got drafted by the Raiders. Almost intercepted Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter, dropped mm-hmm. it. That really, uh, that was the play before I think the incredible Moss by Daryl Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about which that almost Sunday Night Football, which was almost yeah. But uh, this last drive, like I said, I, when we were talking fantasy, I put Bateman in because I just felt like he could have the mm-hmm. chance of going against the Dolphins. Yeah, I went against, I went against Duvernay, and, and he, Duvernay basically just got punt return yards. Yeah, he got a it. decent game. But uh, the whole last, like, drive, Bateman had, like, three points. And, like, the last two drives, I'm sitting there in the car watching it. Throw it to Bateman. Throw mm-hmm. it to Bateman. I'm, like, yelling. And it, and then it was 16-14. Lamar had two more points in him. He throws that pick, and it's 14-13. I'm, like, all right. That just It's a good start for a Thursday night to start the week, you know. It was definitely um, intense being a fantasy, like, having mm-hmm. him in fantasy. But – I really expected this game to be closer. The Ravens still had a chance at the end. I still think the Ravens are one of the best teams. Mm-hmm. I think this was a missed up. Everybody has a slip up every once in a while. I mean, look at the Bengals. They lost to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> they lost to the Jets. I mean, everybody, ha- the top seeds have all had a slip. Mm-hmm. Tennessee lost to the Jets. Mm-hmm. The only team that really hasn't had that slip up until now was the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And they lost that embarrassment. The Bills, they lost to the Jags last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, the AFC is as wide open as can be, I believe. All right, we're going to move on here. We're just going to get this out of the way. The Lions 16 and the Steelers 16, final in overtime. 
Of course, the Detroit Lions are the one team in 2021 to tie. Um, there were a lot of players listening to a lot of post-game press conferences. They didn't know that you could tie in the NFL. Najee Harris didn't know you could tie. He was thinking, oh, man, you know, we got another quarter to go and everything. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me on the bench, wait a minute, no, uh, no the game's over. So just uh, relax. Uh, a couple of the Lions defensive players thought you could go two or three different overtimes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how NFL players don't know the overtime rules. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of – I don't know if that's on the players and the coaching staff or if that's more or less on the league for changing everything mm-hmm. so rapidly. Um I mean, we found out the news Saturday night that we would not be going against Big Ben, Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger. He ended up going on the COVID reserve list mm-hmm. uh, Saturday night. I think he was vaccinated, so it may have been a case of, you know, there wasn't enough time for him to clear up. Obviously, you need two negatives in 24 hours to mm-hmm. play. There wasn't enough time as this news came out about, I think, 14 hours before the game. Or he could have um, came in contact with somebody that had it. Mm-hmm. Either way, uh, Mason Rudolph, 242 yards, one touchdown, one pick. He threw that pick in overtime. Um, that really could have tilted the Lions' favor if we had an offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Najee Harris still had a good game. I think it was like 22, 23 carries, 105 yards. Uh, Deontay Johnson, seven grabs, 83. Ray Ray McLeod had nine grabs in place of Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. But the big story for the Lions was the run game, 231 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Swift had 30 carries, got up to the 100-yard plateau. Mm-hmm. Seventh third. round, seventh round, um, just signed for, freshly just signed from the practice squad. Jamar Jefferson mm-hmm. had a huge game. He scored his first NFL touchdown. Gagwin Iguibike. Our special teams kick returner had a 60-yard touchdown in the third quarter to give the Lions the lead. Um, Jared Goff, though, 114 yards mm-hmm. the whole game. Now, I don't know if he was injured. I don't know what happened. Didn't Obviously, another game where he didn't turn the ball over, but this is his fifth game in a row without a passing touchdown. Mm-hmm. We traded this man for we, – we got this man for Matthew Stafford, one of the greatest quarterbacks of Lions history, and this is the piece of garbage we got in return. He's horrible. This shows to me – that I was that I was proven wrong by a lot of people. I thought Jared Goff was going to be okay in the system. Mm-hmm. It shows that he needs Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, mm-hmm. and all the Sean guys. McVay. Sean McVay. He needs Sean McVay. Without Sean McVay, this guy's useless. But you know, we had our chances in overtime. Um, but missed field goal by Santoso. Forty-eight yarder was an absolute wobbler. I thought somehow that was going to sneak in and go in. Um, the Lions forced two turnovers in overtime and couldn't capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. That was the luckiest turnover they got to get that ball back right after the, uh, I think it was the Steelers' first series. I mean, uh, Deontay Johnson's running just wide open down the middle of the field. What a punch out by um, one of our reserve safeties. The fall on the ball and then that third down and three. The throw to St. Brown. I don't know how you call a block in the back on Hawkinson. That was not a block in the back. That's a first down. And you're marching down the field. You could have won that game, but we instead should. they run the same play on third and thirteen. They get about they get about I think they got about ten yards back mm-hmm. the length of the penalty. Mm-hmm. Field goal goes no way. Um, they force a fumble of Fryermuth with about fifteen seconds left in overtime, mm-hmm. and I've, that was one of the worst lateral plays I think I've ever seen in NFL history. It, Why it are like you pitching the ball well. to DeAndre Swift while he's running out of bounds? Mm-hmm. You're at the thirty-five yard line. Why aren't you throwing the ball on the other side of the field? I know those plays are one in a hundred probably 100,000 mm-hmm. that they work. But you got to execute those better. Mm-hmm. I understand we're not a winning franchise. But you think when we're not a winning franchise, you'd be able to execute plays like that because that's what mm-hmm. you need to win games. If you're going to come back from a big deficit, you need a miracle, you think those the team would know how to run that play. But either way, 0-8-1, we can't go 0-17 this season. So we will be the first. We will not be the first 0-17 team. We may be the first 0-16-1 team in NFL history. But – uh Got the Browns next week. This was a winnable game. 
and they really choked it away. It but was Santoso. It was really he big. Makes the extra on the goal line defense. They forced two field goals. The last two, the last six points the Steelers got were twenty yard field goals by Chris Boswell. Mm-hmm. It could have easily been thirty one to sixteen loss. This could have been a double digit loss. And we could have been saying the same thing we've said for the last nine weeks now. Mm-hmm. But instead, the defense bowed their necks out, and they somehow got us a tie. <laughs> what were your thoughts on this embarrassment? Suck to see Santoso wear number five. And miss kicks. I think, yeah, Matt the last Carter number never... five that we had where that jersey was absolutely automatic yeah. from inside of 50. To think it, the only difference in this game was the fact that we didn't have a good kicker. If we make that extra point. We yeah, the extra one. point. Totally forgot about the extra point uh, after the Igwe BK touchdown. Yeah. Could we have been 17-16. And then, I mean, to miss, what was it? I'm 45, 50 yards. Yeah, but the elements too. I know, you know it's tough, it was, but bro, you you're in the NFL. You're you in the be. NFL, and how many teams has he been through? I, it looks like he's played. He for was the a manager Panthers, at Costco. The Giants. Do you know that? I, I, re- I read that Costco? last night. He was a manager at Costco. Well, he should have stayed at Costco. I'm sorry, bro. He should have stayed at Costco because we're never gonna win with Ryan Santoso. Look at this guy. He looks like the manager at Costco. He does. He, he looks does. like when we need to go and pick up extra stuff for gleaners. Let's. He looks <laughs> like he would be selling it to us. If you need an iPad, you, you got to pick up your MacBook. He's going to be the one to give it to you. But he's not going to win an NFL game kicking like that. No. I know they talked about all game. They tried to hype it up. The kicking conditions here are the worst ever. That's all. That, it seemed like that's all the announcers could talk about. Yeah. Boswell's the first Steelers kicker to make this many 50-yarders. Yeah. And then you see Santoso. Abs- that kick was bad, bro. It was. It was horrible. And for some reason, my stupid self thought that actually had a chance of going in. <laughs> it was like low. It was. Trajectory it was, was wobbly low. and everything. I was like, wait a minute. This is not – if it was any other team, probably could have snuck yeah. in the upright. But if we're it was Justin Tucker. We don't, get, we don't get luck like that. No. But um, moving on to another game, there was a lot of weather issues there. And it was just across Lake Michigan in Green Bay, Wisconsin. 17 nothing Packers victory. First time Russell Wilson has ever been shut out in mm, his career. That was horrible. Hard to believe. It was his first game back from the finger injury. 261 yards, two interceptions. He threw one of them in the end zone. I think he threw the other one late in the game. Mm-hmm. Alex Collins, 41 yards on 10 carries. Lockett and DK, Medcalf. You know, we talked about it a lot when Geno Smith was there, that they weren't getting targets. They had mm-hmm. 16 targets in this game. Only five grabs and 49 yards, pardon me, combined. I know the weather had a lot to do with it. I don't mm. think Russ is 100% still, to be honest with you. No, I think they wanted, they wanted this matchup with Aaron Rodgers, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, 292 yards and interception is returned from a COVID list. Both touchdowns in this game were scored by A.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers added a little bit padding late in the fourth quarter. Um, A.J. Dillon with two touchdowns and I think 100 and something yards. He had an incredible run. He did. The yep, the, the, uh, I think it was a reception, too, mm-hmm. even, where he made a couple guys miss. Um, led up to an A.J. Dillon rushing touchdown in this mm-hmm. game. Devonta Adams. Um, seven grabs, 76 yards. Uh, Aaron Jones, possible torn MCL. He's going to be out a couple weeks. That's going to be unfortunate for the Packers, but it's nice that they have a bell cow back in A.J. Dillon behind Aaron Jones, so they shouldn't be able to miss a beat. And uh, that Packers defense just continues to shine, man. They averaged in that stretch without – or in the three-game stretch, this these last three games, they got one against Kyler Murray. Yes, Kyler Murray was injured, so was Russ. And then um, playing Patrick Mahomes last week. And I understand that you could give excuses for all three mm-hmm. of these guys. Kyler was injured in that game against the Packers. Uh, Mahomes was in his only slump of his career so far. And Russell Life don't think was 100% either. Mm-hmm. But they allowed 11 points a game in those three games combined. This defense is That been Packers incredible. defense is not the joke that it has been always mm-hmm. throughout, you know, Packers, you know, 
ever since Clay Matthews and AJ Hawk were there. Mm. This this defense ever since those guys left has been an absolute joke. But so it just shows to me that if Aaron Rodgers has an off game, they can still win mm-hmm. because this defense is just incredible. You got Darius, you got Preston Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin King had a pick, Adrian Amos had a pick, and they're they're doing all this without Jair Alexander too, mm-hmm. which is just incredible. When they get Jair Alexander back, you better watch it's out. Be the this best team. defense. I, I you seen really their Cardinals struggle? Impressed. They lost to the they lost to the Panthers this week. They absolutely mm-hmm. annihilated by the Panthers. Yeah. You saw Can Stafford. You saw Stafford and the Rams struggle against Jimmy G and the Niners on the road. Yes, both. They they weren't on the road for that game, so I give them a little bit of a break there. And then obviously with the chemistry with Odell and whatnot. But should we be talking about the Packers as the best team in the NFC right now? Because even with- I think so with this performance because the Cardinals' defense did not look good in that game versus the Panthers. And that's something we thought was better. For, they were down 14-0 within five minutes. Yeah. The game was, was basically of- over. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers have solidified themselves as the top dog in the NFC. Mm-hmm. The Bucks and it's gonna switch are, week by week. Uh, uh-huh. The Bucks lose to the Washington. Yeah, Brady throws two first quarter interceptions. They let Taylor Heineke basically have a Taylor Heineke game that he had in that mm-hmm. wild card game last year. A, a ten minute drive mm-hmm. to win the game. Antonio Gibson was that was the best game That's that crazy. Antonio Gibson had, had in twenty twenty one. That was mm-hmm. twenty twenty Antonio Gibson that we saw in mm-hmm. Washington um, Sunday afternoon. All right, moving on here to the Sunday nighter: Chiefs forty one, Raiders fourteen. Did the Chiefs finally figure this out? Mm-hmm. 406 yards and five touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Daryl Williams, 43 rushing yards. He had nine grabs and 101 yards and the best touchdown of the week, in my opinion. Absolutely going up and mossing that safety, doing the little thing that they always do in the NBA, you know. Mm-hmm. Putting the hand down. Did you see that where you did that? You're too small for me. That is the biggest troll, I think, of all time in NFL when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Kelsey, eight grabs, 119 yards. Tyreek Hill had 83 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I don't understand how you lose number 10 in the back of the end zone. Mm. That second touchdown Twice. that he scored. How do you lose number 10? In the, I understand it's, it's a small area and you have a lot of people to cover, but how do you lose number 10? Mm-hmm. Number 10 is the fastest guy. Number 10 is the fastest guy in the league. Mm-hmm. You can't lose him. I don't care if you're at your own 20 or if you're in the back of the end zone. You can't lose that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carr, 261 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Josh Jacobs only had 12 touches for 36 yards. Uh, Brian Edwards and Renfro both score touchdowns. Um, Brian Edwards' touchdown really, um, I think, gave the Raiders a spark right after halftime. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, best route runner in the league. Mm-hmm. That guy is just you, – you can't guard that guy. He's too slippery. Mm-hmm. Um, Deshaun Jackson, what were you doing? Why, why? What is it with Deshaun Jackson and running backwards? Yeah, and not – and, and, and not running straight. Mm-hmm. You you look at it where you waste where he threw the ball <laughs> against Dallas in that Monday night game. Mm-hmm. The miracle of the metal lands where he had to run around like an idiot before he got in the end zone. And, and and then this. He has a straight line to the end zone and he just cuts back. Ball gets popped out. That changed the game right there. If the Deshaun Jackson flew. runs into the end zone, I believe that would have made it a one score game. Mm-hmm. And who knows what we're we're not sitting at 41 14. I know that. Uh, I think the Chiefs are back in the driver's seat, man, in the AFC West after being in last place a few weeks ago. You look at Denver. They lost to Philly at home. The Chargers had a dud against the Vikings. And um, obviously the Raiders lose them to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are back in the driver's seat now. The the Sean Jackson thing, All the if you look at all the articles, what in the world was the Sean Jackson mm-hmm. doing? That's that's like, exactly. I don't know. Just, yeah. just the ball. It could be a normal human. And just run straight Bro, line in the back of the end. Zone. This has always been a problem. In his career. I know it has. In, in, I don't in get Philly, it though. In, in Washington, I don't understand it. I don't either. Go in the end zone. He scored a touchdown against the Bucks this year and didn't have to run around like an idiot with the Rams. He looked great on the Rams. Team. Yeah. I was surprised they cut him. Maybe they knew that something like this was coming. Um, 
you you mentioned Hunter Renfro. I, you know, have him on my fantasy team mm-hmm. and seeing him this year and the production he's had, and he's really stepped up into that number one target guy behind Waller. He's a slot Kevin guy, Waller, I mean, yeah. That's who Derek Carr trusts, it seems mm-hmm. like, on the mm-hmm. offensive side of things. Mahomes finally had his game. Just Daryl Williams with 43 rushing yards and then also 101 receiving. What an incredible game from him. Edwards Alaire might have to fight for this spot. Mm-hmm. And I feel I feel bad for Derek Gortz. We had that great game on Monday Night Football, and with the production that Darrell Williams has had the last couple weeks, down. his touches are going down. And uh, I mean, I I know the Chiefs had a really good game here, but the one thing I did want to mention was, like you said, when Tyreek Hill got lost on that play and all that stuff, I felt like the Raiders did not have the right defensive scheme for Mahomes. We've seen other defenses be able to shut Mahomes down this year, put that pressure on him, mm-hmm. like we saw in the. They were putting pressure on him. It was just I don't know. And Mahomes was hitting throws that he hits in 2019 mm-hmm. and 2020 that he hadn't been able to hit. Why in do you think it is? I, I feel like we've gotten far away now from his brother and his his wife and all whatever that was. All the distractions outside of football. I think maybe he locked in. They they um they had a bye last week, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was the bye that really helped him a lot. Because they, 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 he had a better game, he had a better game against the Packers the week before the bye, but not the Mahomes game that we're used to seeing. At I think that bye points. week he locked in. Mm-hmm. I think in practice, uh, Travis Kelsey talked a lot about post game. They had that. They had the swagger. They knew that they could be. They know they're a winning franchise. They mm-hmm. know they have the pieces, but it's just it really it falls on number fifteen shoulders. Mm-hmm. He is you know a four hundred million dollar quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like maybe the pressure got to him a little bit too much, and he just used that time to unwind and just you know return to Patrick Mahomes' form. Mm-hmm. You got anything else on the Sunday Nighter? All right, mm-hmm. we're gonna take a quick break here. We got the Monday Nighter to break down the shocker that we had in Santa Clara last night. Some honorable mentions, and then the Week Eleven preview. We'll be right back. All right, we're back here for our second segment, still breaking down some of the games in Week Number Ten. Uh, Monday Night Shocker last night: the Niners thirty-one, the Rams ten. Did Odell Beckham Jr. break the Los Angeles Rams? I mean, that was the worst I've seen the Rams look all season. They looked bad against the Titans last week, but I think this made it look bad, or even worse. Stafford with two first quarter interceptions. He tried to bomb one down to Odell Beckham, wasn't even close, and then he threw that pick six at the end of the first quarter. Um, he did have a touchdown and 243 yards after all that. Uh, Daryl Henderson only had 31 yards receiving on five carries. They didn't run the ball that much because they were down basically the whole game. Cooper Cup, 11 grabs, 122 yards. A lot of those probably down in garbage time. Um, 15 and 19 and 182 yards, two touchdowns for Jimmy Garoppolo. He started 12 for 12 in the game. Uh, they did run the ball a lot. 25 carries and 91 yards for Elijah Mitchell. Five carries, 36 yards, and a, a running touchdown for Debo Samuel to add on to five grabs and 97 yards and a touchdown. We were just talking before we started recording the second segment here. Uh, I saw a stat this morning. Jerry Rice had 1,008 yards through nine games. Mm-hmm. That is a single season. He is the single season um, record holder for most yard receiving yards by a 49ers receiver. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel is currently seven yards off that pace. There's not a lot of people around the NFL talking about Debo Samuel. He has almost 1,000 yards receiving by himself. He's second behind Cooper Cup, and, and nobody's talking about him. Is it because he's on a 4-5 and five football team, or is it because Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing him the ball? It's just it, it's kind of mind-boggling. You know, It's nice to see that Debo Samuel's – we talked about it a couple weeks ago when he was, I think, third or fourth in the league receiving yards, and he's keeping up that pace. Um Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby had some key third down drops in the third quarter as they were down for the longest time. This game was 21 or 24 to 7. 
Uh, it would only take a touchdown, I think, for the Rams to get that swagger and get that momentum and possibly make this game even closer. But uh, they had first downs, and they were both just simple drops, and that cost the Rams a chance to come back and win this game. Drops them down to 7-3. and They're in the fifth seed right now. They would be on the road for a playoff game if the playoffs started today. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the Rams? Just second clunker in a row. Just – Stafford's pass to Odell. I felt like it was Odell's fault. He cut. I feel like he was supposed to keep going. And Odell, he was, he was more out there as a decoy. I, I don't understand why you're throwing. He's been on the team for four days. Mm-hmm. Why is he getting key routes? Mm-hmm. Like, that was definitely a play that was keyed up for him. Mm-hmm. Why? I understand he's Odell Beckham. His track record the last year and a half hasn't been the greatest, mm-hmm. but he's still this one of these generations, probably top receivers mm-hmm. in terms he of. He pioneered, I feel like. The new receiver position with the highlight reel catches, the one-handers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The- Guys weren't making one-hand catches before him very like like the way he does. Mm-hmm. It's insane to 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 think that Odell has not had a good past couple of years considering who's throwing the ball to him. Baker Mayfield, I thought, was a perfect fit for him, a young guy with an arm cannon. Mm-hmm. Baker's got a cannon. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that. Even if Senior wants to post videos how Odell's <laughs> wide open. But they got a they got a big one this week or after their bye. Mm-hmm. They got the Packers it's at Green Bay. So their next four five games after their bye mm-hmm. at Green Bay. They are home to Jacksonville. They're at the Cardinals Monday Night Football Week fourteen. That mm-hmm. could be for the NFC West. And then they come home to take on Seattle and then Minnesota close it out with the Ravens and the Niners. It's got a tough schedule. They got a tough schedule ahead. Stafford's really got to buckle down here. He's thrown four interceptions in his last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of threw his MVP chances out the window, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It sucks that two games really can hurt your MVP stock. Mm-hmm. But you look at the same way for Kyler Murray. This MVP race is wide open. We were talking three, four weeks ago that there were only probably three or four guys in the mm-hmm. mix. If you look at Rodgers got COVID. Mm-hmm. Brady hasn't looked good the last mm-hmm. two weeks in their back-to-back losses. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyler has been injured the last two weeks. He hasn't played since that Thursday night against mm-hmm. the Packers. And then Stafford's done four interceptions in the last two weeks. Crazy. This MVP race, Lamar Jackson, he was he was probably the front runner after last week, but he had a clunker of a game mm-hmm. last week. There's still seven or eight guys that can win this MVP award, but it is wide open. I would say if Derrick Henry wouldn't have gotten If Derrick Henry was he healthy, would, be the if Derrick Henry was healthy right now, he'd be the front runner. Mm-hmm. I have a dark horse right now in the last couple weeks. I think Jonathan Taylor's got a shot. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor is He's not definitely gonna... the highlight of the Colts team. Oh, definitely, for sure. If it wasn't for Jonathan yeah. Taylor, who knows where Carson Wentz would be right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, that would be the dark horse right now sitting here going into week 11 next week. Watch mm-hmm. for watch for Jonathan Taylor. I understand he doesn't put up Derrick Henry-like numbers, mm-hmm. but he does something that Derrick Henry doesn't, and he, does, he catches the football a lot. Mm-hmm. And that'll help out a lot, I think, as well. He's definitely that dual-threat guy. And like we're saying, this thing is wide open now. And if a guy like Jonathan Taylor is playing good and all the quarterbacks are playing bad, he's kind of reminding me of when Adrian Peterson won this Mm -hmm. in 2012, I believe. All right, some honorable mentions here before we move on to Week 11 preview. Uh, The Patriots absolutely steamrolled the Cleveland Browns 45-7. Mac Jones with his best game so far in the NFL, 19-23, of 198 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Rookie running back out of Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner, uh, Ramadre Stevenson. 20 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. That sets them up for a Thursday night football matchup against, yes, the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to get a Super Bowl rematch. 28-3 jokes are going to be all around the next couple days. Um, But we'll get into that in Week 11 preview. That'll be the first game, obviously, with it being Thursday night. 
Uh, the Washington football team gets revenge on the Bucks in a 2020 NFC wildcard rematch, 29-19. Taylor Heineke, 26-32, 256 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Antonio Gibson had a touchdown late to seal the deal. What an incredible 90-yard drive. For Ron Rivera to go for it on fourth and goal from the two with 30 seconds left shows that he is one of the smarter coaches in the league because they could have kicked that field goal and it would have made it uh, 22-16, but then Brady would have had 30 seconds from the 25. Worst case, if you don't get it, you give him 99 yards. They were out of timeouts, but an incredible 10-minute drive to seal the deal. Uh, the Panthers roll the 8-1 Cardinals 34-10 as Cam Newton gets involved early. Seven plays that he was involved in. He scored two touchdowns in the first 10 minutes of the game. Obviously, his first touchdown um, got the unsportsmanlike for taking off his helmet, yelling, I'm back. Mm-hmm. That was one of the cooler moments, I think, of the week. You know, see, And then seeing him roll out of the pocket and make a great throw to Robbie Anderson um, on their second drive to, to make it 14 Robbie nothing. Anderson involved in the offense. Mm-hmm. He had not been. I traded him a couple weeks ago, and I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Um, CMC, 13 carries for 95 yards rushing and then adding 10 grabs and 66 yards receiving. So CMC, if you do the quick math, 23 touches. And he gets 158 yards. Didn't even have to score a touchdown either. He came close. I think it was on the um, the throwing one by Newton. I think he was down at the one where he, they reviewed it, and he was down. He slid in. Um, he slid down to the one or later in the game too for a rushing touchdown, I believe, but they didn't count it. Uh, do you have any honorable mentions before we move on to the Week 11 preview? It was awesome to see Cam Newton back on the Panthers, bro. Uh, I know that makes you happy. As a... It does. I love Cam, even though he's a crybaby, and I can admit that. He's still one of my favorite because he's in, he's like entertaining to mm-hmm. watch. You might have mentioned the Vikings. You were Bro, why? They why? finally closed out a game. They did. They finally did. It was a battle of two teams that choke away a lot of fourth quarter leads, mm-hmm. and that's the Chargers and the Vikings. The Vikings finally got one to stick. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, neither team scored in the first quarter. 13-10 and a half. It's really close all the way. Both teams score seven in the – in the third. The Vikings go away in the fourth. Chargers just slipped. Field goal. Couldn't get it done. I mean, it's it's still a touchdown difference, but what a game. I wanted the Chargers to win this. The Eagles ripped apart the Broncos. Darius Slay. Darius Slay two, two times this year. 70. What an incredible play to run around. And what was Teddy Bridgewater doing? He explained post game that he was trying to get him to go a different way. Uh-huh. You literally stood in his way and then got out of there. I don't know if he yeah. made the business decision or what happened, but Darius Slay, his second fumble return touchdown of the season. His mm-hmm. last one obviously came uh, two weeks ago against the Lions. Um, but great win by the Eagles. Is they're still they're still alive a little bit in that wild card race. Uh, some other scores: uh, forty three to three demolishing from the Cowboys over the Falcons. They definitely took out their anger uh, from that embarrassment last week against Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboys scored twenty nine second quarter points. Prescott two ninety six and two touchdowns. You mentioned Ceedee Lamb having two of those touchdowns. Uh, Titans squeak out one twenty three twenty one. Mm-hmm. Saints missed a two point conversion late mm-hmm. uh, to tie the game. Simi or their kicker, another kicker, kicking issues. They missed two extra points. Mm-hmm. Simeon two ninety eight, two touchdowns. Ingram found the end zone for I believe it was his first touchdown back with the Saints. It's good to see it. Uh, Colts twenty three seventeen over the Jags. They were up seventeen and nothing, and the Jags almost came back and won this game. Uh, late mm-hmm. fumble by Trevor Lawrence sealed it. Wentz only had 180 yards passing, but Taylor picked up the slack, 116 yards and a touchdown. Bills, they avenged an embarrassment last week, just like the Cowboys, demolishing the Jets 45 to 17. Josh Allen, back to the Josh Allen that we remember from last year, 21 to 28, 366 yards, two touchdowns. Diggs found the touch or found the board finally this week. Um, 
And then uh, you mentioned the rest of them, all the late games and everything. Um, so we are going to switch gears here to the week number 11 preview. Uh, we got Thursday Night Football. I mentioned that Super Bowl, what was it, Super Bowl 51, I believe, rematch. The classic 28-3 to game. Um, but obviously the teams are a lot different than they were just, what was it, five years ago now that that game was in Houston. Um, 28-3 jokes are going to be flying in the pregame, as I mentioned. Uh, the Pats are on a roll right now. They're going to win this game easily, I think 37-10. to Mac Jones is going to continue, 275, three touchdowns. Uh, I think I think both tight ends score, Janu and Hunter Henry, and then Kendrick Bourne gets the lone receiving uh, wide receiver touchdown. Ramadre Stevenson continues with his good form, 60 yards. I think Matt Ryan struggles, 175-yard uh, touchdown, two picks. I think Cordero catches the only touchdown for Matt, from Matt Ryan, getting 100 total yards on top of that, and then Pitts with six for 55. Who do you see winning the Super Bowl rematch? It's going to be close, but Falcons, I think, are going to be without Cordero Patterson, which is the biggest Oh, are they? The yeah, oh, that's right. Um, I think the Patriots can easily take this one with the way they played against the Browns. The Falcons shouldn't even be much competition. To I mean, should we be talking about the Patriots for possible AFC East champions? No, I, I do believe that a lot of people want to say, okay, the Browns got demolished, the Browns this. Or were the Patriots just a better team than we thought? And mm. I think that could be the case here. And I think Bill Belichick is obviously, I, I, I think it's flat out to say, love him or hate him, the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. And he he's found a way to make Walmart employees as wide receivers. <laughs> and he's found a way to do Chris Hogan, things. I mean, he was a Penn State lacrosse Wes player. Welker, Wes Welker. Danny and Medola, yeah. All these guys. But uh, Patriots, I think, can win this. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout last, like last week. I don't want to say that based on the, the way Thursday nights games, have gone, yeah. But I think Patriots are going to win. Moving on here to the Sunday 1 p.m. window as we have the 0-8-1 Detroit Lions traveling to uh, another AFC North opponent and uh, taking on the Cleveland Browns, the last cross-division game of the season. Battle of the 0-16s. Yep, yep. The only two teams to go 0-16 in NFL history are going to duke it out at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland on Sunday afternoon. This should be an interesting game, I think, after the Lions tie. Baker's questionable to play. But if Keen, Keenum does play, he still has our number, former Viking quarterback. I think the Browns win 27-13. Goff, I know I've said it a lot. Usually the key to his success is zero turnovers. He's had three straight games without a turnover, but yet hasn't scored a touchdown either. So he's going to have another zero turnover game, I think, but only 150 yards passing. I think he does get off the schneid and throw a touchdown this week to Cleveland Raymond. Um, Swift with 80 yards rushing, 35 receiving. I think Keenum slash Baker, whoever's in there at quarterback, is going to sling it for about 280 yards and two touchdowns. I think Hooper finds uh, the end zone again this week. And then uh, I think Peoples-Jones does as well. As uh, Dearness Johnson is still going to be in there as uh, Hunt's still recovering. And I don't know what the situation is going to be with Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Obviously, testing positive or uh, being put on the COVID list uh, about this time last week. He's going to have about 60 yards on a touchdown. But 09 and 1 is going to be better than 0 and 10, I think. Mm-hmm. It still can get us the number one pick, but I still want to win at least this year. That tie does not count as a win in my eyes, it counts as a loss. That last week showed us we still have the fight yeah. and we still can hang. We just couldn't get those. Um, we find ways to lose. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone's saying, and it's, it's true. Yep. Um, I don't think we can win this game. Well, I, I think we play. We still got to play the Bears again. Mm-hmm. The Vikings find ways to lose them. We get that Vikings game. We get both games at home. The Bears is mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and then the Vikings is. Um, I think the Vikings is actually the week after. I, I think you're right. Let's take a look here. Browns. 
Because Browns, Bears, Vikings, Vikings yeah. Broncos, Broncos Cardinals, Cardinals, we don't. Falcons, Falcons, we might have a chance. And then we Christmas. finish out with Packers and Seahawks. Seahawks. <laughs> we may win that game in Seattle. Who knows? If, if, Could you imagine if we were 0 15 and 1? Yeah. We go to Seattle and we win. Crazy. I think we could, but uh, would anyone care at that point? No, no. I mean, we would care because we wouldn't go winless, mm-hmm. but probably still wrap up the number one pick. I think we definitely have that in the bag right here. Honestly. Because Jackson, look at Jacksonville has two wins. This, Miami has three wins now. The Jets have two wins. The Texans have only one. one. So the Texans are really our only, our only competition for the number one pick. It kind of sucks to say this, but even though we tied, I actually wish we lost. That's what I said. I said so a tie. Could, so we could be the first at something. 0-17. Well, we always have next year. I'd rather win something. We always <laughs> we always have next year. Hey, if we end up drafting like we our draft track record and not getting anyone who Not getting Thibodeau. Not getting not getting that Not getting Corral, not getting Thibodeau. If we drafted a Jeff Okuda, for instance, with a top three pick in the draft. God knows we need safety help. Hey. The only good thing we got going for us is we got a new regime. So yeah. hopefully we don't have hey. we don't have Bob Quinn making those decisions anymore. I will say this, and people might not like Dan Campbell, but I love Dan. I Campbell. love Dan Campbell. It's not Dan Campbell's fault that not at all, bro. This fight, he he's passionate about this team. He he had the emotion after I believe it was a week or two before, mm-hmm. wasn't he? You know, you, you could tell yeah. the pain in his voice and mm-hmm. being on this team when it was on sixteen, he knows what it's like. And that's why he made the decision this week to be like, I'm calling the offensive plays. Yeah. Guess what happened? DeAndre Swift, 30 carries, but 130. Jared Goff looks like a bum, but there's <laughs> Jared not Goff much- always looks like a bum unless your name's Sean McVay. <laughs> no, I mean. for real. You can't you, – you really – Jared Goff played in the Super Bowl and scored three points. That's the type of quarterback you're getting there. Um, it sucks to say this, but after the season, I could see Jared Goff having a career backup year. Good. Similar to a Colt McCoy. Good. Good. Or a uh, – Case Keenum, good. We were gonna play. He was the number one pick and a horrible quarterback yeah. class. <laughs> no, for real, he was. He's not good. And wasn't Trevor Simeon drafted the same year as, as Jared Simeon, Goff? Carson Wentz won. was in that draft class. Uh-huh. All right, that's enough. I'm getting a headache talking about them. No, uh, Sunday, four twenty-five. We got a good one. I think this is gonna be the game of the week: Cowboys and Chiefs. Uh, Thirty-seven twenty-eight offensive shootout for the Chiefs. I think are gonna win this game. Patrick Mahomes, 325, three touchdowns. I still think the Dallas defense is better than Vegas. Mm-hmm. He should have thrown two or three interceptions last week. I think he throws two this week. I think Diggs gets one. I think Diggs is going to have his ninth pick of the season. Uh, Darrell Williams, 50 yards and two touchdowns. I think Kelsey, Meikle, and Tyree Hill score for the Chiefs on the passing end. Uh, Prescott, 325, three touchdowns and a pick. Zeke's going to have 70 and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Pollard's going to have a receiving touchdown. I think Cooper and CD both find the end zone for Dallas as well. Um that pick thrown by Prescott's really going to change the game, though. As Cowboys are going to be hanging around, and then that gives the momentum to the Chiefs to put a uh, capping touchdown drive away mm-hmm. to win the game. I I definitely think that this will be a good game and better than I would have thought at the start of the year mm-hmm. based on the Chiefs have struggled and the Cowboys have really surprised me and been better than I thought. Both these teams, I feel like, are pretty balanced. They've got the offensive weapons. They've got a couple of – Key players on defense. I think this will be a really good game. I'm actually going to go Cowboys with this one, I think. And I would not have said that at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. But with Mahomes struggling, with uh, Dak impressed me. He had a bad game against the Broncos. But I, I really think they can pull this one out. Um, 
November football would be my favorite part of football, I think. December is when you're battling, really, to make the playoffs. But there's something about November football for me that becomes my favorite. Maybe it's the cold weather, the fall weather, but something The unpredictability, about too. Of it. I love Look it. at all the upsets we've had in November Just so look, far. Looking at Two all weeks of games. Yeah. This looks like November football. It does. It, I, really, I really think this could be a really good game, and I think you're spot on. Looking at – there are some good games. Cardinals, Seattle – there's going to be you know, Packers-Rams next week. We we got some good games here. I would even say Colts-Bills might be pretty good. Um, just being, you know, the Colts have been good on defense. The Bills have been great on offense. I think this is going to be a good week. But Cowboys-Chiefs, yeah, I think you're dead on. Game of the week. Maybe game of the year candidate. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on to Sunday Night Football here. Steelers and Chargers. Steelers coming off of that embarrassing tie versus the Lions. Chargers coming off an embarrassing loss at home versus the Vikings. I think the Chargers are going to get this win, bounce back 27-14. Herbert, two touchdowns, 250. I think an Eckler, two-touchdown game with about 75 yard, mm-hmm. yards. I think Keenan Allen and Cook get on the board for the Chargers. I think Big Ben will be back in this game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard much about him, so I'm thinking that it wasn't – he was a vaccinated, you know, positive maybe mm-hmm. that needed um, the two days for the negative test. Mm-hmm. He'll be back in the lineup, 175, two picks and a touchdown. I think Najee Harris has 85 and a key fumble late in the third quarter as the Steelers are driving to make this, you know, a tie game. James Washington is going to score for the Steelers, and I think the Steelers are unfortunately going to fall further away from an AFC North crown. They had their chances, but, you know, the tie against the Lions, if they lose this game against the Chargers, they didn't look too good. They got kind of lucky against the Bears last week, but it's it's becoming, I think, a two-horse race between the Ravens and the Bengals. It looks the as though the Steelers are looking to start Mason Rudolph. But they're keeping the keeping options open, options for, open for Ben. It'll just be the COVID test, I think. Every every time I saw Mason Rudolph come to the line in that Lions game, I just thought this man looks like he has brain damage. Yeah. He looks slow. He's like, it's like I don't know. He just he looked like he, he got hit in the head with a helmet. That's exactly what he looked like. Mm-hmm. But um, if Mason Rudolph plays this game, it's obviously going to be very different. Mm-hmm. Although, even if Big Ben plays this, I think you're dead on. I think the Steelers are going to fall. They had their chance. They shouldn't have won that Bears game. Bears should have mm-hmm. got that. No. They shouldn't have beat us. So that's two games versus, I would say, not the best teams yeah. that they shouldn't have won. Chargers, I believe, are a good team. Herbert's had some unfortunate luck just late, and he he doesn't have a great defense around mm-hmm. him anymore. They, yeah. It seems like they traded away most of their defense. But um, I feel like the Chargers can get this win, move to 6-4, and four, and – Thinking though, if the, if the Chiefs lose this one and the Chargers win, it's gonna keep them pretty locked for first. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, Monday Night Football. I don't think we really need to talk about it. Bucks win Bucks. easy. <laughs> Saquon will be coming back though, so maybe I mean Brady's gonna throw for four touchdowns. It is gonna be an off. They're definitely gonna be the Giants. Yeah. There's there's no way. I mean Washington's way better than the Giants, mm-hmm. even though it didn't show. Giants, I think they'll hang around for maybe a quarter or so. They've hung around in their primetime games. They won versus the Chiefs. They beat. They beat. They uh, were very close against the Chiefs, and then they really should have beaten the Washington Football Team. Mm-hmm. But uh, just a quickly here, Week Eleven, some other games that we didn't mention. Obviously, we have you mentioned the Cardinals and the Seahawks, Colts and Bills in the one o'clock window on Sunday. Um, I think ESPN's being a little slower than I want. Um, uh, Yep, we got Ravens, Bears, Texans, Titans, uh, Dolphins, Jets, Saints, Eagles, football team, Panthers, Niners, Jags. That wraps up the 1 o'clock window with the 405 window. Bengals, Raiders. That should be a very good game for the AFC wild card, potentially. Uh, You mentioned Cardinals, Seahawks, and that's Broncos and the Rams are the only two teams on the buys this week. So uh, 
quickly going to wrap it up here and move on after this quick break for our last segment, Player Spotlight. All right, guys, we're back here for our final segment of the day, just talking a little bit before the recording on why the Lions get Thanksgiving games, national audiences. Just a bad franchise, and uh, I just fear maybe that one day they just decide that we don't deserve them anymore. But uh, quickly, Player Spotlight, I'm going to lead it off here with Javon Holland, the safety for the Miami Dolphins. What a game this guy had versus Lamar Jackson. And that 22 Thursday night football victory, five tackles, a sack, a quarterback hit, two pass deflections. Born on March 3rd, 2000 in Vancouver, BC, Canada. He is one of the few Canadian players in the NFL. He was drafted by the Miami Dolphins in the second round of this past year's draft. Six foot one, 207 pounds, quite big for a safety as most of them fall in that 5'10", 5'11 range and coming up barely to 200 pounds at that. Uh, he did move to a prep school, moving out to California when he was, I believe, 11 years old, played at Bishop O'Dowd in Oakland, California, and went to the University of Oregon. So far in his 10 games in the league, he has 33 tackles, a sack, three pass deflections, a pick, and a fumble recovery. His dad played and coached in the Canadian Football League. He was a defensive back and wide receiver in high school. Ended up uh, in his senior season, played both sides of the ball, as I mentioned. 34 tackles and five interceptions as a defensive back and 1,012 yards and 12 touchdowns as a wide receiver. So really good. You know, most of those guys play two-way in uh, high school. Obviously, you know, running back, linebacker, quarterback, linebacker. Uh, both guys probably play, guys probably play both sides of the line, but that defensive back wide receiver is really good. So, you know, I think that helps him out as a lot as a safety, knowing what a receiver is going to do because he used to play it in high school. Uh, only played two years at Oregon, 42 tackles and five picks as a freshman in 2018, very close to his numbers that he had in his senior year at Bishop O'Dowd in Oakland. He um, opted out of the 2020 season after uh, it was shortened by a COVID pandemic to help his draft stock and prevent injury. So his final season as a sophomore in 2019, he started and getting 66 tackles, a four interceptions, and a pick six. His first career interception came in week nine versus Tyrod Taylor in a 17-9 win versus Houston, became the team's punt returner in week number seven. So far in his five game, or pardon me, in his four games as a punt returner, nine returns and 63 yards, so about seven uh, yards per punt return average. His fumble recovery came in week two versus Buffalo. His last six games, he has played in at least 97% of his team's snaps. In those previous four games, he had not played in more than 77% of the team's snaps. So it really shows that he's developing and nurturing into that position to possibly be a Pro Bowl safety, I think. I think he has a sneaky outside shot at Defensive Rookie of the Year. And uh, he can definitely be a future Pro Bowler for more than one. Definitely can see this guy being all pro, all offensive team. Not, not really defensive player of the year, per se, unless he gets his interception numbers up, but he definitely has the track record, obviously having nine interceptions in two years in college and already having one in his NFL career. A little bit of a shorter thing on Javon Holland, but just I was just impressed by his game. I was sitting there watching the first quarter. The first, that sack that he had in the first quarter, that hit me. Boom, this guy's my player spotlight. All right, who do you have? You said Jimmy Ward's. We're both yeah. going defensive. Jimmy Ward, he's been in the league longer, obviously, than uh, Javon Holland, I believe, since 2014. Uh, he had a good – he played in that Super Bowl versus the Chiefs, and he had a really good game uh, in that game. And I forgot that, you know, he. I think he was the leading tackler for the 49ers in that game. I forgot about this guy. This isn't a guy you would talk about. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't even think about him to mention him whenever we talk about this 49ers defense. But he's seeming to be one of the key pieces in that secondary, especially a secondary with the old Josh Norman and, mm-hmm. and other guys like that. In the absence of now Richard Sherman this year, new new pieces have to step up. Uh, on pro football reference, he's listed as strong safety. On Wikipedia, he's listed as uh, free safety. Not sure. 
I don't know. What's the difference, Dylan? Free no, safety. Free safety. Does it matter? I don't know. I think the free safety is more of like the center field kind of guy. Roaming. The roaming, I think. And the, yeah. Yeah. And the strong safety is just uh, know, maybe more like <laughs> maybe he's more like the guy that covers the tight end. I don't know. Maybe he's the more physical. You think as football field. experts, you think we know this, but we don't. <laughs> I've never understood the difference. I haven't either. I never really thought it mattered. If you play safety, you play safety. Um, but he went to college at Northern Illinois. I found this interesting. He was born in Wisconsin. Uh, he went to high school in Alabama. So he's 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 kind of been all over. He's been up by us in Michigan. He's been down in Bama. He mm-hmm. plays out in San Francisco. He's really you know, seen all of the United States here. Um, Northern Illinois. I'm not Mac sure how, should, good, how good are they. They're all right. Football? They're okay. They Kenny Galladay went there. All right, so he might have played with Galladay because, I mean, when, when was Galladay drafted? 2017, I believe. Yeah. I believe. Um, just missed him, maybe. Maybe, because I think Ward played there 2010 to 2013. Yep, just Gall- missed him. Then maybe, maybe Galladay's maybe freshman. freshman year. But um, this guy was a first-round draft pick. Drafted mm-hmm. 30th. Uh, in the 2014 NFL Draft. In in college, he was third-team All-American in 2013, first-team All-Mac 2012 and 2013. Maction. I mean, he's got um, some awards there, but pretty underrated, I feel like, and a guy I haven't talked about in the safety conversation. Um, from 2010 to 2013, I mentioned he was at Northern Illinois. His true freshman season, he played in all 14 games. He blocked a school record three punts. Oh my gosh! So it just it just shows you he's like an athlete, uh-huh. and that's what this game showed. Me. Yeah. It's more so that he he's the the first pick that he got in the game was just a horrible Stafford pass, but the second one to run that back to, and I felt like the angle he took showed me the athleticism there. Um, coming in 2014 draft, he was the third safety selected behind the likes of Calvin Pryor, who went to the Jets, who Calvin I felt Pryor. he completely fell off. Yeah. And then Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> That's another guy that fell off. They both fell off, and he's he's been the underrated one. He came on. Ha-Ha Clinton Dix played in Alabama, too. Oh my who would have thought an Alabama guy would fall off the face of the earth? Before Northern Illinois. Um, he was coached under Jim Harbaugh his first you know season in, yep, the, in the league. Antoine Bethay and Craig Dahl were like kind of the guys Antoine he was Bethea, competing with. Former Colts Eric safety. Reed, Eric all Reed, these guys yeah. I remember in the 49ers secondary. Jimmy Ward slowly becoming, you know, a bigger piece of that with, uh-huh. like I mentioned, guys leaving like Richard Sherman and all the likes of that kind of thing. Overall, he's had a pretty good career. He only has played um, one full season as we lose the microphone to the floor. He's played one ASMR. He's played one full season um, because he, he suffered a broken forearm in 2018 against a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was placed on IR, and I think he missed a lot of that season. Mm-hmm. 2019, that's the season they went to the Super Bowl. And in that game, I remember he recorded a hot, the team high 11 tackles. He, he was the only guy I felt like, all right, Ward, who's that? Ward's having mm-hmm. a good game. Yep. Still couldn't, you know um, – and then they blew a ten point lead. It was it was Mahomes. Kyle Shanahan. Let's just blame Kyle Shanahan. It's he is the king Shanahan. of blowing fourth quarter leads in Super Bowls. On March twenty fourth, twenty twenty, Ward signed a three year extension. Um, in week twelve against the L A Rams, he forced a fumble on Jared Goff. Hmm. Turnover machine. What, what's going on there? But I mean, this last game he had. Let's just check the stat line for this game real quick. Um, 
Nope, not the not the game they played against the Lions in Week One. We don't want to see how we don't want to see those stats. Those are probably <laughs> those are probably pretty good stats. Definitely a couple interceptions, fumble, two pass deflections. That's what he got versus us. But in this last game, he you know he had two interceptions, one of which for the touchdown. He had um, two pass deflections. Just overall, you know, really a coverage machine, and he mm. stepped up when they need him to. Yeah, they were going against Odell Beckham. Obviously not Robert Cooper Woods. Cup. Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson had a good game. Van Jefferson had a good game. I think. Van Jefferson's had a quite a sophomore breakout season. Ever ever since we saw him in Hard Knocks, I knew he was something special. Mm-hmm. And the, the he fact played at Florida. I mean, like, oh, he, this he played at awesome. Florida. I mean, then they produced wide receivers: Kadarius Tony, yeah. Kyle Pitts, Definitely. Van Jefferson. Even going back to Aaron Hernandez, yeah. Percy Harvin. When yeah. when those guys were back there, when Tebow was playing. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Imagine, yes, sir. I still wish we would get to see Tebow in an NFL game. That wasn't a preseason game where he was blocking, like, uh, whatever that move was. Jimmy Ward <laughs> stepped up big. He is the reason mm-hmm. they won this game, and that I don't think anyone would argue that. Yep. Two picks and that touchdown definitely sealed this game for them. Yeah. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for episode number 82. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. We can be fine on all platforms. Episode 83 next week. Uh, week before Thanksgiving, week 11 review, week 12 preview. We're not going to have player spotlight as we have a live segment with Kyle next week. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our annual uh, college football segment. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on, man. There's some good games on this weekend. Got the win. They won against Maryland. Uh, you go against Ohio State <laughs> this week. Uh, casually going into the Ohio State game, 19-point underdogs. Wow. So, uh, you Who know, knows, they, played- they were big underdogs in 2016, the year 2017, the year they made the college football playoff. They went in without Connor Cook. It was kind of a rain game. Ended up winning that game. I think it was like 13 to 10 or 10 to 7. But um, that's one of the key games of the college football week. Um, Oklahoma's playing Iowa State. Wake Forest playing Clemson. That should be a good one. Um, Notre Dame's playing Georgia Tech. Arkansas, Alabama, mm. Michigan, Maryland, um, Oregon, Utah. That could be a game that could Cincinnati, knock out. Yeah. Uh, since he is playing SMU, that is like their toughest opponent all season, not named Notre Dame. So we'll definitely have the breakdown of all those games. Um, talking about a little Heisman candidates. This is Heisman race is wide open. You got Matt Crowell. You got K-9. Kenny Pickett, K-9, um, Bryce Young. Uh, Caleb Williams could sneak in there, even though he's only played a couple games in replacement of Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler actually got in last week because Caleb Williams was playing bad. No, he did not. Mm -hmm. As Oklahoma got their first loss of the college football season, knocking them out of the playoffs. But he's a big college football guy. I'm sure we're going to talk a little Mac. um, Eastern Michigan is there uh, going to a bowl game for Mm – Kyle's been there all four years, and I think he said this is going to be there all four years they've made a bowl game. So that's cool for him. Um, but we'll have a lot to talk to. College football playoff is wide open this year. You got, I think you're, we're sitting here two, three, three. We'll be sitting during that segment. I think we'll be two weeks away from, no, three weeks away from selection Sunday. And I think eight or nine teams can still get in. Um, got a lot to talk to. It's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, watch some games this weekend. Um, definitely going to have to dude, even look through the eyes of draft prospects. I mean, the quarterback, I know that's all we've been talking about, but there's a lot of other good guys to watch that could be top first-round picks. Uh, so tune in for that next week as we will be uh, doing that live. So uh, thank you guys, as always, for listening, and we will talk to you next week.